Hello everybody It's 40k lore time And we're gonna learn about things And waste all your time Hi, um, so welcome to Foxtrot Battle Line um, We're here again uh, Well, uh, so tonight we have uh, Colin Ward featured on Hey Colin Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely no problem. Um, and Corey uh, was a little busy today, so he couldn't make this episode. So um, he'll be back on, you know, regularly scheduled after this. Um, hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, our website is up. <laughs> it's been um, delayed constantly. So uh, hopefully we get that up. Um, follow us at Foxtrot Battle Line 5198 um, on Instagram. And um, as kind of previously mentioned, Corey and I have some fun things coming up. We're actually recording our first battle report um, in like three weeks. So Oh, nice. Yeah, it's going to be a fun list because <laughs> I only want to use fully painted you know, models, um, and my actual Dark Angels roster is not, um, finished, so <laughs> should be, uh, I painted up a, for example, I painted up a, not night, I'm just gonna run, um, in the Dark Angels scheme, so, um, and I have 15 Hellblasters, which is excessive. Oof. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you have, you have three weeks to paint some well, accompanying units. I'm working on my Thousand Suns right now. So, I'm taking a break from Dark Angels. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, Colin uh, and I are going to be talking today about sort of um, mental health in general and um how 40k fits into that and how it doesn't i guess too um sometimes and just generally you know our experiences and i know i did an episode uh, a while back for our listeners who well we're a really nascent podcast so this was only a couple months ago but um you know kind of talked about some of the stuff but um Colin and I want to kind of just like talk about our experiences, talk about general things. Um, cause, uh, I think most importantly, the reasoning behind this episode was, um, uh, this hobby, like I've noticed, you know, this hobby can, uh, like a lot of people in this hobby are introverted. Um, not everybody, but, um, I think, you know, there's a reason why it's kind of a common thing in, I, I guess I'm phrasing this incorrectly, but um, I think what I'm trying to say is it is prevalent in our society, especially with everything going on with COVID um, to feel out of funk, uh, suffer from, you know, depression, anxiety and whatnot. And um, I think it's important to kind of have, have a voice because it's just, you know, no one really talks it's kind of like this silent <laughs> ominous presence that's been going on um especially given uh the state of the world and everything and um i think it's important to just... yeah and especially especially among men especially yeah. in hobby that you know let's be honest like kind of glorifies that 
non-emotional, yeah, you know, stoic, heroic. Uh, you know, I mean, there are flawed characters in 40K, of course, and we'll talk about that. But yeah, um, you know, it's just not a. Uh, I think just socially, it's not something that men kind of talk about openly a lot. Yeah. It's getting you know getting better, of course, um, but it only gets better when people talk about it. Exactly. And we're hoping tonight to, you know, kind of do that. Um, and honestly, like if you're not there yet with talking about some of this stuff, you know, you can just hit stop now. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, I'm personally more than comfortable talking about it because it's affected me. It's part of who I am. And, um, I'm sure you feel similarly Colin. So <laughs> would, yeah, I would not be here if, if I didn't, so. Right. Yeah. I don't even think, to be honest, I'd be playing 40K if it wasn't for trying to find some healthy outlet to deal with these problems. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you never know, but that's all conjecture. So, <laughs> I guess, um, you know, to I, I shudder. I shudder to think where I would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Um, def- definitely. I didn't even think about that, but. It wouldn't be a good place, that's for sure. <laughs> or it'd be a very different place with uh yeah. um I think what we're and another point to make at the very beginning is what we're gonna talk about tonight, like there are other outlets. Um healthy right. healthy outlets. I wanna emphasize the healthiness of that. <laughs> so um it doesn't This just happens to be, to be Yeah. This is what has helped both of us um and i'm sure many other people um who are out there um listening and um and maybe some people who um aren't ready to admit things yet um and so you know we want to kind of encourage you know get better you know do do better things think positive um and if and if you're really concerned about it see Seek a professional, yes. medical professional, for yeah. professional. Out like you know, don't don't just buy a box and model. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, about yeah, it, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, D- disclaimer: forty um, k is a tool, not a solution. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, seek seek medical help um, if you're in a tight spot too. Um, look up a local suicide line and if it gets that bad and, um, you know, uh, there are medical professionals who are trained to deal with this. Um, we are just um, talking about it in vain of like an activity that helps it. And, you know, again, emphasizing this is not a solution. Um, and at times can actually sometimes be, um, like bad the opposite of that yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) whatever yeah it's late here on the east coast so words are not coming to me as free-flowingly as they should be so um so we'll get we'll get we'll get in a rhythm yeah definitely um so i guess you know um our some of our listeners have heard kind of my background but colin i guess you know want to give us what you're comfortable with you know (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, just talking about, you know, when I, I mean, the the issues that I have with, you know, depression, anxiety, addiction, I mean, these all predate 
yes. you know, 40 K and, and any kind of hobby really. Um, and it's something that started to become a problem, you know, puberty and just not kind of feeling right. I never really felt like a part of, but I don't want you to get into all the childhood stuff, but, mm. um, it, you know, when it came time to start to deal with it, I remember, um, you know, going to very vividly, like going to my dad when I was like 14 and being like, Hey, I think I might be depressed. And like his response was just, you're not depressed. Right. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and, it, and, you know, 14 and this is pre, I mean, this, you know, I'm dating myself, but this is like pre-internet, like dial up right. internet, maybe. And this is like, I had a pager, you know? Oh, so, wow. <laughs> um, this is like, yeah, old, um, you know, early nineties, mid nineties. Okay. So, you know, there weren't resources that there are now where I could find out, even just get more information. Right. Um, and so I just kind of, that was the end of that conversation. And then I just turned to, you know, self-medicating with, you know, weed and alcohol and, you know, everything else. And, mm -hmm. I just kind of did that for like 14 years. I mean, that was like um, how I coped with um, mental health issues. Um, you know, my depression is is a chemical imbalance in my brain. It does. It's not situational. It's not it doesn't have anything to do with what's going on in my life. What's not going on in my life. Um, it's just there. Yeah. And it just it just has to do with how my brain the chemical reactions in my brain. So, um, you know, I was out of the hobby by then, you know, cause I played when I was a kid and, and, um, when, so I ended up kind of, you know, just working in restaurants and going through life as, you know, a drug addict and an alcoholic. And, um, it had a, you know, it's just hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard way to, to go through each day um and then you're doing things that lower your sense of self-worth and make you not, not feel too good about yourself and what you're doing and and that just kind of compounds the problem and mm -hmm. um it's a cycle, and so i think yeah yeah and where you know and then because i'm an alcoholic you know the the alcohol is the solution to that particular problem temporary as it may be um, but I don't feel bad anymore. So that's works for me. Um, but it's temporary. So when I was like 28, um, I just couldn't do it anymore. Like I just, I just could not do it anymore. So, um, I went to a therapist. I went and I started kind of seeking therapy once I got into like, start going to different colleges and stuff, um, community colleges, there were more resources available. Yeah. And so I'd started to, I'd started to undergo like talk therapy. Um, I had been prescribed antidepressants at different times in my life. Mm. Um, if you're still drinking while you're taking antidepressants, they don't really work. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you're like pouring a depressant on antidepressants is not, is not great. Um, so, you know, th that was met with about as much success as, as one could expect. Yeah. Um, and then in 2010, um, I got sober at the beginning of 2010. 
and uh, through a 12 step program, um, you know, we're in Davis where I was living at the time and that worked for me. And I went to therapy and I was in and out of UC Davis at that time. Um, and they had fantastic resources available for students, uh, counseling services and, and things like that. So, um, you know, I took advantage of those services, um, but it's hard. It's really hard to go into somebody's office and say, Hey, I, I need help. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't, I can't, I can't overcome this. Right. right. And it's, and it's not, um, it's not something I can just like think my way out of. Um, I, I need help. I need a, I need a guide. I need somebody to help me figure this out. I need, uh, some prescription drugs to, because it's a brain chemistry issue. It's not a situational issue, mm. you know, that's where I need to go for those resources. So I got on, got prescribed antidepressants. Um, those worked. Um, and, and I started, you know, just kind of trying to get kind of my feet back under me after 14 years of, of right. just not taking care of myself, not taking care of my mental health, not taking care of my physical health, like, and just, you know, just being just, uh, just a total shit show for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for like 14 years. Um, I think, um, too, at that point. So like when you reach out for help, um, and we'll also talk about this, um, like you don't really know who you are anymore. Um, when right. you're trying to get better, uh, <laughs> because like, that's been a, like, that's who quote unquote, it's not really who you were, you know, but you associated yourself with that. So you're, when your right. identity fractures like that, it's also disheartening. <laughs> so Well, yeah. For me, there was a big, there was a really, really big gap between who I thought I was and what mm. I was doing and like my actions. And that was really painful. Like yeah. that was really hard for me to reconcile where like I consider myself like a good person. And, uh, you know, I, I value the people in my life. And, uh, you know, but the way that I was behaving towards people the way I was behaving towards myself you would never think that yeah right so the gap between what I was doing and who I thought I was was just too hard to bridge on my own and so it it um took a lot of therapy to to figure out that I'm not my actions don't like define me mm -hmm. right um in that sense like I don't have to be the person that did all those things i can i can be somebody else now and it's okay to be somebody else now and i have like give myself permission to be a better person right so and it's an ongoing struggle you know i've been yeah. over 10 years and i still i still fuck up all the time so <laughs> it's it's a nice it's a better goal to have right yeah um but for me um what happened was i i like all my friends were just kind of gone because I wasn't part of that world anymore. And, um, you know, the, the people that hang out in bars six nights a week don't really want to hang out with the sober guy. Yeah. <laughs> and mm -hmm. as a sober guy, you don't really want to hang out in bars six nights a week. So it wasn't anything not bad people is just, we're just doing different things in our lives. Right. So, um, when I stopped drinking, I just, 
I just didn't know what to do with my time because it's yeah. like so consuming to live like that and try and figure out how to get what you need to get and do what you need to do. And, and then like that goes away and I just didn't really know what to do. So I, I ended up just like eating a lot and working and like playing video games. Mm. And that was what occupied and like going to meetings and stuff. And that was occupied like most of my time. So I had, um, decided that I need to find something else to do. Like just, it wasn't that fulfilling to me. I needed something more tactile to do as like a hobby. And I was like downtown in the town that I grew up in. Um, and I walked past a game store that I used to go to, um, you know, 20 years prior when I was a kid and kind of poked my head in and, and, you know, saw, um, all the models and all the range. I saw a couple guys that I, I used to know and, and was like, Oh, well, you know, that's cool. And so I went home and started looking around, you know, online and, and it just was like, Oh man, I forgot how much I love this. And yeah, I think like the next week went down and, um, <laughs> and got involved with, you know, the assault on black reach set and got some paints and some plastic card and like just what edition was and just, just out of curiosity, six, uh, six, I think. Okay. Beginning of sixth. So this is like eight years ago. Um, it was over 10 years. So it was probably eight or nine years ago. Okay. Um, whatever assault on black reach was the, the orcs and the orcs and Ra- the dark angels. I think no, no, that's yeah. I think orcs. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Orcs and chaos. No, it must have been orcs and chaos. Okay. <laughs> there we um. Go. <laughs> so that was really, um, you know, my initial of reintroduction as a hobby, and it just gave me something to do. That I had something at the end of the time that I spent doing it. If that makes right. sense. And, um, it versus like, you know, I mean, I love borderlands. I could play borderlands for hours, but when I, when I put the controller down, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing there. (laughs) Right. It's all just data on a, on a server somewhere. So it, so the fact that I had like models at the end of this, um, was something that was really, uh, valuable to me yeah it continues to be valuable to me but um and i mean my wife is hugely supportive she has always been super supportive she her family's full of uh, creative very creative people so she got that part of it oh I actually, um is uh your wife's brother the one that plays piano because i watch you no my no, brother-in-law you're... no so he's yes. he's my wife's sister's husband Okay. Um, and he's her sister is, uh, <laughs> dude, he's, he's one of those guys that's like, I think I'm going to pick up the French horn. And like two weeks later, he'll be like just banging Mozart. out something on the French horn. Yeah. I, he's just, inc- he's a compo, he can compose music. Oh, cool. He's just incredibly, incredibly talented. So that's, he went to school to, um, for music. He went, and, um, 
he does voiceover acting and stuff now. Oh, cool. um, but her sister's her sister's a studio artist, so she paints like canvases. Um, her brother's a stage actor. Uh, her mother's an interior designer. So like, there's just a lot of art in the family. Her aunt's a, a really good painter as well. Um, so that part always just really made sense to my wife, like the creative part of it. Cool. Um, yeah. So very grateful, very, very grateful, uh, eternally grateful for my wife. Um, <laughs> but, but it, it, what it did more than just giving me this like thing to do is it gave me like a group of people mm. to interact with. Um, not like, you know, through a headset, on right. a game, no, no, but no, like in person, me going down to the game store, physically talking to people. And for me, that was something that I had to kind of relearn how to do socially. Um, and, and I've always, ironically, I've always, I always thought of myself as like this shy kind of like, you know, person who didn't, didn't wasn't very confident, didn't have any, like really anything to say. And, um, and so that was good a stepping stone for me to kind of go out and talk to people and, and play games and, and just kind of be a part of a community again, yeah. uh, but doing something fun and, and productive and healthy and, um, you know, having a hobby that wasn't, you know, insane. So, um, and like the guys at the game store were like, you know, at my wedding, I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it um, and so, and then just, just that that foundation um, is something that has traveled with me uh, from you know Marin where I was living. Then we moved down to the South Bay in California. Uh, that's where I met a lot of a lot of my friends um, that I have now are guys that I knew from the South Bay. Um, that's how I met Carl, uh, Brian, and and all those guys and. At eventually after a few years knowing them and, and posting and painting and doing all this and talking to people and you know i moved up to boise and and that was the community that i found when i moved up here yeah. you know because for me i could very easily let that fear kind of prevent me from from putting myself out there and be like I'm not going to go talk to people at the game store. Like the first two or three times I went to the game store in Boise, I didn't even talk to anybody. I just like walked around the room real quick and then like bounced because <laughs> I was like so uncomfortable um, just meeting new people, Yeah, you know, because it's it's hard. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Especially as you uh, get older, it seems harder. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's just this like really specific thing that – is the initial kind of point of contact. It's not like meeting somebody at work or meeting somebody in school or something where you're around them a lot. Or, you know, these are people that I only see once a week at yeah. the most and we're really only interacting for a short amount of time. And if we're gaming and we're doing that, but, um, you know, the most valuable time for me is always the time spent after the game, the time spent going out to eat and talking to people and, talking about the game yes but then also talking about family and talking about you know life in general right. um and it's just been a huge support for me especially moving um mm. and moving away from 
my recovery community, like in Davis, I had a really strong recovery community, moved back to Marin, didn't really get one there, moved to the South Bay, was like not really there. And then since moving to Boise, kind of getting more back into it. But it it's a it was a really valuable kind of touchstone for me to have this group of people that I had this thing in common with. And then within that group, I found people that I click with um, who are, you know, friend friends of mine right. and, and we have dinner and, you know, my friend Michael and his wife come over to my house and our wives are friends and we play board <laughs> games or whatever. And, you know, it's just like a real like adult friendship, which is <laughs> <laughs> hard to find just, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Nobody ever taught me this stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, my wife is really she's a very social person and she's really good at that kind of stuff. Like she's really good at a lot of things that I'm just terrible at <laughs> most of which have to do with like being in a functioning adult. Um, <laughs> you know, I was, I mean, I was drunk for 14 years. I yeah. didn't learn. I didn't learn this stuff. And then I always have this, this voice in my head. That's like, you know, just not always, but it creeps in and it's, it sucks. You know, it just, Absolutely. it makes my life harder than it needs to be. I think. Mm. Right. Um, Cause it's just like, you know, painting sucks you you're bad at this game like why are you wasting your time like why do you even have a patreon like you're an adult what are you doing with you know this is your job and just these like thoughts that that just kind of permeate and then they you know if you let them sit there then you know and and if i just sit in a room with them like it's all bad yeah you know it's just i can't i can't think my way around that Right. And what has always been a help to me is, is talking to my wife about it. Um, I have a couple of close friends that I talk to about it. Um, but they're just like, Hey, you know, I'll just message them and be like, Hey man, you know, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. You know, eh, not, not a great day, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And, and just kind of talking to them about it. And usually we don't even talk about it for that long. Usually you know, it, it naturally just kind of flows into just kind of everyday conversation, but, um, it, it's, it's something that, um, I think I don't, I don't know the, the alternative, right? Like, I don't know how people that don't deal with this right. deal and yeah. think, um, my assumption is, uh, it, it's, it's just not, um, I think it's just harder to, to deal with it. Yeah. than it is to not if that makes sense and it's more basic sense right right um i definitely we're just so, like yeah like we have a lot of i mean there's a lot of differences we're different people but uh on that episode you know i kind of cover what i went through but yeah. one thing about like depression is and when you know it's biological is when it's been around for so long <laughs> you know um, yeah. When you hit like the 20 year mark, yeah, you're like, yeah, exactly. okay. Um, for me, it started uh, in college. So a little bit later um, in my life, but it developed around 18. I think I was 18 and um, you know, same kind of thing. Um, I, I think too, when it happens, like when, when you've, <laughs> get those self-defeating thoughts for, and for me it was, um, when I go through a major period of depression, um, I literally 
can't do anything. So not even like drink, not nothing. I literally, I think at my worst, I laid in bed for like a week. Um, mm. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, for, to me, it's just debilitating. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I was like dealing, I dealt with it for like 10 years. Um, and you can listen to that episode too, to get some more specifics, but um, you know, just so we're everyone who's listening to this episode is on the same page too. Um, essentially through my twenties, um, I lived in New York city and, um, you know, lots of drug use, um, to deal with this. Um, lots of just stupid decisions and actions (laughs) and, um, it kind of culminated into, um, like a major relationship breakup and granted that relationship had a lot of problems and actually it ending was the point where I started getting healthy. So, um, I have no regrets about that. Um, but anyways, uh, so after it ended, I ended up, you know, same kind of thing. I went to this hobby shop and actually, um, the person who I, my like rock climbing partner I met there, um, at the hobby shop originally. So, and he'll be in my wedding, you know, whenever the hell that is. So, (laughs) but you know, same kind of, uh, thing. Like a lot of those guys were, you know, I hung out there all the time. Um, and what started as like, oh, that's a cool model turned into, you know, armies and spending, you know, lots of my free time playing and then eventually, you know, because I think for adult relationships, it's there are a lot, unless you're forced, like you said, to spend time with people, they're a lot more gradual. So it's like every now and then you get a little conversation and then, you know, a few months down the line, you know, you're having dinner or something. Um, right. It's not immediate. Like I miss, I kind of miss those days, you know, preschool. Hey, want to be my friend? <laughs> you know? And then yeah, that's it. So, um, people have lives when you're adults. <laughs> I understand, but, um, right. So it, and just kind of less time for like, like, well, you know, I, I'm not initially, kind of gelling with this person, but we work together. So we got to figure it out. And then right. like six months later, you guys are friends. You know, it's like, if, you know, if we're not gelling up the, the time that I have to devote to figuring it out is, is just less. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. So. Yeah, I guess it happens, but. Um... Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea how it happens. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, does that, you know, I think people pretend they know, <laughs> you know, how yeah. how to be an adult, but <laughs> I don't think it, I think the secret of adulthood is no one really knows what they're doing. So it's like parenting, right? We're all just winging it. <laughs> yeah. Like all of us, every single one of us is just winging it. And that's, that's the secret. <laughs> um, yeah. It's funny. Cause like most of the time we just talk about painting. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Cause it's funny. Like, my wife will be like, Oh, you know, well, how's Brian, you know, how's, how's so-and-so doing with the move or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Like, well, didn't you just spend like four hours with him yesterday? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what did you talk about? I'm like, we talked about the game. What do you think we talked about? Yeah. Some people outside the, like people outside the hobby. I, I feel like, like my parents 
are the same way. They're they don't understand how I can spend so many hours doing this thing um so yeah uh, they're like don't you it's get con- bored? It's, yeah <laughs> nope. no no that's not nope nope i mean but that's part of um you know something we had talked about before we came on which is just how like all consuming yeah the hobby is and how that can be a pitfall as well like how and i think that's part of it right is like if you want to paint, if you want to collect and paint and play, that's a lot. It's a lot of time. Yeah. It's a lot of time. It's not, you know, like I like fishing. I never go fishing, but I like fishing. Um, but that's like way less of a time investment in, in the, you know, at home. Yeah. And it is, you know, building and painting a, thousand point army to go play right right and um i don't know what it is that appeals to me about the like that i i like that it's time consuming yeah right i like that it's so immersive and it's like you you really have to work at it to get like a really nice painted army on the table it requires like or to a lot of get a good list on the other vein or to get a good list and play well you have to devote a lot of time to, to studying and like you said, researching yeah. and, and there and then, are so many different, there, but there's so many different paths that you can yeah. take. Yeah. That's true. And it's one of the things I love. It's one of the things I love about the hobby. And it's one of the things that attracts so many different people is that there are so many different ways to approach it and ways to tackle it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that you get a, a fairly, you know, I don't know if diverse is quite the right word, but um, you just get a lot of different kinds of people. But in general, um, I found most of the people I game with to be thoughtful, intelligent, like, you know, just kind of the people that I, I like to hang out with are the people that I game with. Right. Right. So, um, so in that sense, it's, it's been, it's been really nice to have that initial touchstone and then, and find that we like, we like the kind of same things about about the hobby. Yeah. Um, and like you said too earlier, like in terms of like meeting people and connecting with people, because 40K is so immersive, um, and I, I'm hesitant to use the word uh, obsession because that is a different problem. <laughs> so, right. Um, but because it's so immersive, you already you know, pretty much you go to a hobby. So for example, you know, you post. So how I met my gaming group here in New Hampshire. Well, I, I'm going to live in Connecticut in the future, but right now in New Hampshire, um, how I met the people, like I'd call them friends at this point. Um, but you know, it was through posting on a, you know, those Facebook groups that exist. Um, Hey, I'm looking for a game, um, like pickup games. Right. Um, and, like you can go to a pickup game with a, and they're a complete stranger. You don't know them. You don't know anything about them. You don't know their personality, even down to like, no one really knows what you're going to, you know, bring on the table. So, right. But immediately, <laughs> you know, you can pretty much talk about some aspect of the game. Um, right. As if you've known each other for years almost. <laughs> so. Yeah. And one of the things that, um, really has just 
it's just really I, I struggle to kind of put it into words is just how much the internet has changed that mm-hmm. and how much the connectivity of the hobby has changed in the last even just the last like five years um you know when i started doing commission work and stuff uh like five years ago five and a half years ago you know i was posting in like daca forums and uh, yeah. you know cool mini or not and um that's that was like where you posted you know your stuff instagram didn't exist right, right? so and through facebook through instagram through you know just posting pictures of, of models that I've painted, you know, I have people that I consider friends, you know, we're sitting here talking, yeah, right. <laughs> right? Uh, I have people that I consider friends who I've talked to for literal years and I have never met in person. Yeah. Right. Who are, who I consider friends of mine. And I talk to about my life and I talk to you about, and this is, you know, it's not, it's not uncommon these days. No, right. I no, mean, no. it's you know, across all different, hobbies and in just human humanity in general right um but it was something that wasn't available eight years ago it's great right like if you didn't for meeting people as well um Corey and i yeah it can also it can also be pretty toxic but yes yes true (laughs) no no right there's two sides to everything but um right like Corey, uh you know uh the other co-host on this podcast he is from like where my friend group is and he is kind of like he was a peripheral friend of my friend group. Yeah. Um, but we ended up connecting because of Instagram and 40 K. So, and now, you know, we talk every day. <laughs> so right, right. Uh, it's a great tool, but it can also be very toxic. Like, like you said. So. Yeah. And it, it's something that I really have to get better about. And it's something I'm constantly on, uh, I guess concerned is, is maybe too strong a word, but I spend a lot of time on my phone Mm. and I spend a lot of time there. There are, this hobby is so wide ranging. There are so many people connected to it um, online that I can very easily use it as an escape at the same time in an unhealthy way. Yeah. When I should be paying more time, more attention to, my wife or my kids or mm. just kind of, you know, holding laundry, <laughs> you right, know, like right. basic stuff. Yeah. And I'm sitting there scrolling through Instagram because part of me just doesn't want to deal with the world right now. So I'm just going to like escape mm-hmm. and then I'll, and then I'll have to go do something else and I'll feel bad that I didn't get the laundry done. And, you know, and then it's like, Oh no, I got, you know, well then you're kind of up back and, in that self-defeating cycle too. Like, Oh, I should, cause you know, um, part of like dealing with depression um, is <laughs> because you know those co- when you cope unhealthily, you tend right. to put off things that you need to do or should do just to you know function as a human being, basically. <laughs> so, right. and then you feel bad about putting it off, and then you want to cope, and then it it's this cycle, yeah. and it's. For somebody that doesn't deal with depression, it's hard to grasp, like just right. fold the laundry. Like it takes 10 minutes, just fold the laundry. And it's not, <laughs> it doesn't spiral into this thing, yeah. you know? Um, and so. Parents especially, but, I think. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> like my dad so, yeah. was always like that, so. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, um, 
you know, my, my wife has to deal with that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's something that I struggle with and that I feel bad about that. I, that I do that where she'll ask me to do something. I'll be like, yeah, sure. No problem. And it's like, make a phone call, right? Like mm. our dishwasher broke. I had to call the appliance repair person today and like, cool. I'll do that when I get up in the morning and I'll call them at nine o'clock or whatever when they open it. Okay. Like 10 o'clock rolls around. Oh, did you call the appliance repair place? No. You know, and I'm just like struggling yeah. because, you know, we've been, you know, and, and it's not been, you know, it's not, it's not been easy the last six months for anybody. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's something that I was really concerned about at the start of this, which is like, you know, if I'm at home, basically, which is where I like to be, let's yeah. be real. I don't, I don't go out. Like I like being at home with my family. Um, but it's a, it's just this whole, just another bag of stress on top of everything else. Just normal life, which right. is normally stressful, especially with small children and, and everything. Um, but like, you know, some days I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just mm-hmm. flat out overwhelmed and like I'll escape into the hobby. I'll escape into, Oh, and I'll use the excuse. Oh, well, I have to respond to this guy or I have to keep, you know, um, this chat was going when I fell asleep last night. So I'm going to, you know, ping back into it or whatever. And, and, Oh, I'm talking to this guy about a commission or something. So it's quote unquote work. Right. I could do that four hours later. Like he's not sitting there waiting for me to respond. (laughs) We hang Um, on your every word, Colin. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. Well, that's the, that's the selfish drug addict. Um, but you know, so it's, it's something that, um, you know, it's just, it's just an ongoing process of trying to work on that and not, and, and it sounds so simple to, I'm yeah. sure to normal people that like just fold the laundry, man, or you just know, take 10 minutes get and out of make bed. the phone call. That was always right. mine. Like <laughs> I had a, so I, when I was living in Queens, um, and this is also, we'll bring up another topic about like masculinity. Um, I was living in Queens with this roommate and everything was fine. And then, you know, I hit probably, this was uh, I don't mind saying this, but like I had, this was like a suicide attempt and like a wake up call kind of thing event, um, this time in my life. And so, um, but I, I'll never forget a conversation I had with my roommate at the time, which made me like, we're not friends anymore. We don't talk, um, for good reason. Uh, he was a very negative person and I try to sur- surround myself with positive people as, uh, like I don't, so I do not become friends with someone who's negative anymore. Like I'm just, I just don't have the time for that. So, um, anyways, um, I was like going to the bathroom or something and I hadn't seen him in a week, but I was, in, I was in my room, you know, <laughs> like yeah. to get out of bed and he was, he just blew up on me and started screaming at me. Like, you're not a man. Like you don't act. And it was all about my masculinity. He was attacking it. No. Um, cause he, didn't understand it and he was just an asshole so uh (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's a tough one too yeah well because then it's also like someone's attacking part of my like you know sexual identity so um yeah but you know 
months later, I was like, well, what does what does that even mean? Like to be a right. quote unquote man? Like that's so limited. He's the limited one, not me. So, um, yeah, it's difficult. Um, I think. I mean, depression is difficult no matter who you are. But um, talking about it and having an understanding, and I think the best example is actually like. I think a lot of, uh, like I know my dad didn't ever understand. Um, and that was a huge problem and my mom doesn't really. So, but, um, uh, another, I don't, it's, it's hard, um, to talk about it with other men. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, well, I do know why, but (laughs) you know, that whole, a lot of societal conditioning (laughs) in there. Yep. Of course. Um, (laughs) and cultural conditioning and, and, um, you know, I think you brought this up to off, off air, but, um, you know, one of the things that Colin and I were kind of emphasizing and discussing was, you know, this is a pretty hyper masculine game. Um, it's very like, you know, to be a space Marine man is like, you're strong, you're silent, you're, um, muscular, you know? Um, right. And, to you know kind of in the hobby the hobby itself perpetuates that sort of idea uh, or ideal of men which is just another expression of the culture the overall arcing cultural ideal of that um to kind of like talk about some of these things um in that space is um you know it's a little bit difficult sometimes but i guess at the same time you know we're doing it so (laughs) well you know it 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 uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's fun because like really to to get more people to talk about it, you just have to talk about it, right? Exactly. Right. Yep. And and some people don't want to hear it, and that's right. fine. Uh, some people don't even want to acknowledge that like there's an alternative to that kind of hyper masculinity, and we you don't have to get down that cultural right. rabbit hole. Um, but that is it one of the most valuable things that I've learned through this journey in the last 10 years has been that, you know, when something like that situation that you described with your roommate happens or, you know, similar situations that have happened, um, you know, in my life, it, it doesn't actually have to do with me. It has to do with like that other person and, and their, bag of shit that they carry around yep. um, and it may not be depression it may not be anxiety or anger or alcoholism <laughs> or 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 yeah, or yeah. whatever you know yeah, it's yeah. their own it's their own thing right right and you know my dad had his own stuff that he had to deal with my mom has her own stuff mm-hmm. that she deals with and and navigating those relationships is is difficult for yeah. for some people and but it doesn't it doesn't have to like it, it's it doesn't have to be about me yeah right and that's a hard thing for me because i am an alcoholic and i am just baseline like worried about me and how mm-hmm. things affect me and so that's like the <laughs> lens that i view everything through so it's 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 hard to to unlearn that and and be like just sit with it and say like, I'm having a hard time and it's okay that I'm having a hard time. Yeah. And it sucks that the people in my life 
mostly my wife, uh, have to deal with that, you know, (laughs) but, um, you know, she's wonderful. It, it, I know it's, it's not easy at times for her to have me as a husband. (laughs) Um, but it, um, when I, you know, when we do talk about it, when we do kind of, I do talk about what's going on with me, it's always better than if I don't. Yes. You know, if I, if I just try to pretend like nothing's wrong or just kind of, you know, force my way through the day, it's always harder. Yeah. Than if I'm like, Hey, I'm having a hard day today. Like I just can't, I just can't deal with this today. Yeah. Can we deal with it tomorrow or later or, you know, whatever it is. So I think, you know, being honest with part of the road to, and, and we, you know, I say like road to, you know, being healthy, it's not a road. It's like a spiral and it oscillates and some days you're better than others. And some, you know, years are better than others even. So, right. <laughs> um, so it's, 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 you know, it's a day-to-day thing you of um, recreating kind of like positive habits and positive self-thoughts. And um, it doesn't just, when you, you know, when you have, you know, your chemicals in your brain are still producing at the levels that they always were, you know. So when you have something like this, um, you more have to learn how to cope healthily. And you still slip up. like. Right. For me, you know, this past month has been terrible. I slipped up a lot. Um, uh, I just, you know, it's just a rough month. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, now I'm putting myself on, I know what I need to do at this point because it's been in my life for so long that yeah. it's like, okay, take step A, B, C, and you'll typically feel better. So, yeah, it sucks though. Like, I know for me, like, I forget that shit for like weeks and I'm yeah. just like, ah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I'll remember and be like, Oh yeah, of course. Like, uh, right. you know, we were talking about off air. I, so one of my outlets is 40 K. Um, the other one is exercise, including like, uh, the all con- other all consuming hobby I do, which is rock climbing and, um, rock climbing is how I got into yoga. So, um, so, you know, we were just talking, Colin and I were talking about off air, how I hadn't done yoga in like a month and I was in a really bad spot and then just started doing it again, like last week. And then was like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I remember that this helps. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and it's just, an, it's, it's just baffling. It's yeah. just baffling you, to you, me how you kind of my like, brain just... You get mad at yourself too after you do it. Yeah. You know, whatever works. You're like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> so, like, God, I could have, I could have been doing this for weeks. Yeah. You know, years. And, <laughs> yeah. I could have um, been doing this since I was 14. Right. Um, yeah. But only you can only kind of project yourself um, and be positive heading towards the future with this kind of stuff. Um, thinking of, in regret or. I should have, should have, could have, would have is another unhealthy kind of thought process. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, for sure. And you know, it's um, 
it's it's one of those things that you know again when talking about like coping um something that is is hard specifically with the hobby is like you know starting a new army is exciting right like oh, yeah. that's like fun i do it and like too picking often. up yeah <laughs> picking up a new box of models is fun and you know um that's something that i've used as a coping mechanism in the past has been like you know well this i'm gonna this is gonna feel good so i'm gonna go buy a bunch of shit right you know and that's yeah. but that's like also like a universal kind of human thing yeah. is you know people like to shop people like to you know, buy a new fishing rod or buy new golf clubs or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, but I've been in situations where like financially I had no business in spending that money, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I did it anyway because it made me feel better. And that's like where it kind of crosses a line into, into unhealthy coping. Yeah. And it's been something that I've actually been a lot better at in the last couple of years. Um, Personally, I don't judge how other people hobby, but mm -hmm. just like selling off projects that are just sitting on shelves and really kind of trying to focus on like a single army in that system and not and just kind of telling myself like that's really cool. and I really like it and I would love to paint it and play with it, but that doesn't mean I have to buy it right now. Yeah, <laughs> right? like I can buy it six months from now because I still have. 5,000 points of blood angels to paint. I still have, you know, like all this stuff to do. So just being mindful of like, just kind of looking at why I'm doing the things that I'm doing in the hobby. And, you know, I get, I mean, you know, I get caught up in, you know, Oh, how many likes does my Instagram post have? And, mm. you know, things like that. And, well, I, when I post this, you know, I get more likes. So maybe I should paint more of that stuff. And like, no, I should paint the stuff I need to paint for work. And I should paint the stuff that I enjoy painting for my art. Like, but that little endorphin hit from the, from the Instagram likes is still like a seductive thing to me yeah. because, you know, it's, it makes me feel better. And right. If it I'm in a good space, externally validates rather than internal. Right. Right. Exactly. And external validation is like, is, is really like seductive. Yep. Right. And, but at the same time, I like don't know what to do with it. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so it'd be like, oh man, you know, I, I just, I love, I love your painting. I love this model. Like, this is so cool. And I'm just like, oh, thanks. You know, <laughs> like, uh, this yeah. is awkward, you know? And, and so I, cause I don't have, um, that kind of baseline of, uh, Hey, I'm really good at this yes. or like, Hey, Confidence. I really, you know, You're, this looks really cool. Um, it's some days, some days I'm like, wow. yeah, I mean, some days I'm like, Hey, that's, that's badass. Like yeah. I'm super happy with that. I'm going to post this everywhere. And like, this is cool. And then some days I'm like, oh. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like somebody like what I do. <laughs> and, uh, it's funny too, because, you know, um, like you're a commission painter and your painting is brilliant, you know? So when you post, uh, and this is, uh, all going to circle around to a, a topic that is just, I think something that's common with people with depression. Um, 
and anxiety and whatever. Um, but anyway, like you can post a post, um, like any post you post of your painting. Um, you know, I, from my perspective, I look at it and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> like drooling a little bit. And then, um, you know, you have those thoughts because what's, you know, goes on very often, uh, with depression and anxiety and, you know, addiction and whatever is, um, self-defeating thoughts, which are at the, at their base level are, um, like is a fundamental kind of unsettling insecurity about, you know, um, what you do, who you are, where you are in life. And, um, you know, I have that too. Uh, and it's very, I mean, I think a lot of people, I, well, See, here's already the, the depression coloring what I think of other people. <laughs> right. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who don't feel that way. For But for those of us who kind of struggle with, with these things, um, it's cycles of just some fundamental insecure things and and insecure about who, who we are and what we do and where we are in life. And um I think part of the seductive nature of like external validation, it's like someone's confirming like you are cool. It's like, you know, being the popular kid in class, like, no, I, I'm not a cool kid, you know? Oh no, you <laughs> right. definitely are. You can sit at our table, you know? <laughs> so, right. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's strange. It's like, I wish I could just be like, happy right. with it. you know, and just have it be, this thing that I do that I enjoy and other people happen to enjoy it too. And that's cool. And that, and then just have that be the end of it. Right. Yeah. And that just yep. be like the sum total of like, Oh, you, I keep going back to fishing, but, yeah. um, Oh, you fish. I fish too. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah. I yeah. caught a big trout the other day. Oh, that's cool. You right. know, like, yeah. and not have it all wrapped up in this like sense of self and like all this other stuff. And, 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 but that's just not how my brain is wired. So <laughs> yeah. I have to kind of like navigate that. Um, but it, but it's also on the flip side, it's, it's a really helpful tool for me as well. I yes. get like, you say you do yoga for like an hour and you're in the zone and you're not thinking and you're in your present with yourself. Right. right. And for me, when I'm, painting and i'm not filming and i'm not doing tutoring and i'm not usually it's when i'm not doing a commission project <laughs> uh depends on the project but right. some projects are more work than you know projects that are just for fun um i get into that i think a similar headspace where i'm just painting and i'm just sitting there and i'm just going through the paints and i'm doing the brush strokes and i'm doing this and and it's just peaceful and it's just and it's just nice and it's just enjoyable and when um, COVID hit and, you know, the state went into lockdown and, and it was pretty clear, you know, kids got pulled out of school and it was pretty clear that this was going to be the new normal for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I, I sat down and was like, I can't, I can't just grind on work. Yeah. I can't have this hobby just be work. Because for years, though, like the five years before that, it had been, you know, a secondary source of income. Then it was my primary source of income. So when I sat down to paint, I always felt like I should be painting stuff that made me money is yeah. basically 
how I approached my quote unquote hobby. It like wasn't really a hobby. It was my work, which is great. I mean, I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. Um, but with all the added stress and with all the added like pitfalls, I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to AA meetings like I should because I'm not getting in a room with 40 people, a lot of whom aren't wearing masks, right? Like it, yeah. it was just off the table to do that in person. Um, have, they, have they been doing, um, out of curiosity, like <clears throat> groups? Oh yeah, there are tons, yeah. tons and tons and tons of Zoom, Zoom meetings. and But you don't have that uh, community. Yeah, that you have in an in-person people you see multiple times a week at the same group. Like, you know, it, it's it's just different. It's still valuable, but it's just different. Yeah. Um, and so I, I knew that I had to kind of reclaim some of my time or just purely personal, fun, relaxing projects. Yeah. And um, you know, I've painted a, a bunch of my own stuff in the last six months, a ton actually. Um, <laughs> and I've, and I've still got, I've still got a lot of commission work done, a ton of commission work done. I finished off two huge projects that have been looming over me for longer than I care to admit. <laughs> and, um, and you know, the result of that is my blood angels army and it's, and it's been such a boost, but I still like guilty like what i'm trying to get away from is like feeling guilty yeah. for like spending part of that time as my actual hobby and as my but it's like self-care at this point um right. it just happens to be what i also do for work you know so I, I i try to tell myself like if i were going golfing or if i were going on a fishing trip for a weekend like would i feel that same amount of guilt then doing the same task, but for a different purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know if that's really applicable to a lot of people, but that's <laughs> like, I had to parse that down to just because I'm doing the same task, painting miniatures, but I'm doing it for a different reason. I'm doing it for myself versus doing it for money. That has to be okay. Yeah. Like it's okay for me to spend two days painting some suppressors <laughs> and then go back to, you know, working full-time work. Right. right. Um, like it's, it's okay to feel good about that. It's okay to be proud of that. It's okay to be um, spending that time because yeah. it helps more. It helps my life in general, it helps my yeah. mental health in general to do, just do something that I enjoy for a few hours and not have it tied into any greater thing than I'm trying to make a cool arm. Right. Right. Which it, for me and the hobby, that's my Zen is just making a cool looking army. That's, that's my like main goal in the, in the hobby is just make cool looking armies. And for some people it's, you know, making great lists and winning tournaments. And some people it's, it's, you know, writing backstories or, or fan fiction or mm -hmm. whatever it is like like we've talked about that you can have so many different ways into this hobby and things that you enjoy and things that speak to you um but for me it's it's that's been one of the best things that i've done and i still feel a little guilty i'm like looking at my army going man that 
I could have spent all that time, you know, finishing off that project, finishing off this project or filming more tutorials or, yeah. you know, and, and just, it's balancing that. I don't too. And yeah, I don't know why I don't, I mean, I do, but you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. give myself that space to like, right. just have like a, a baseline, like human interaction with my hobby. Yeah. I, I it has to be this and other thing. I think when you're struggling from like, a lot of this stuff um and you know uh for you it, that zen moment of painting um is essential and you know for me it well i get like that sometimes when i'm painting too just not probably as often but <laughs> um uh having that the mo- I, you know the important takeaway for people you know uh, as a tool to struggle when we're talking about healthy ways of coping i think having right. that time for yourself where it's you and doing something you love, maybe with a clear head, maybe not. Um, but doing something that's just like a little bit of you time. Um, I, in all honesty, you know, it clears your head for like, like I feel great, you know, so going to a yoga class and just doing that. If I have, you know, sometimes in yoga classes, like I'm sitting there in the class doing it and I'm thinking about other shit and it's not really doing its job, <laughs> but right. um kind of like your commission painting or, you know, I, uh, lift weights a lot and run, uh, outside a lot. Um, and sometimes it feels like, you know, work, Oh, like I have to go to the gym today or versus like, you know, being excited to do it. Um, right. And that's all kind of like mindset. And so it's super important to, have have those moments um at least you know like three or four i think well not that there's a set amount but like for me it's like three or four times a week i need to set aside time to just like be with myself um preferably without thinking because you know with depression comes anxiety and thinking overthinking and (laughs) thinking is is not usually the place i want to be yeah exactly if i'm not in a good if i'm not in a good space i don't need to be sitting around quietly thinking about stuff yeah it usually spells trouble right <laughs> so, um but it but it yeah I, it it's it's such a it's such a tricky thing to talk about because it is so personal yeah to everybody and like what works but like finding that thing that works <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> uh finding that thing that works for you and like allowing yourself to have time for it yes is, and- not Just feeling really, guilty about it, you know? Yeah. Um, that's the trick. Yeah. That's, that's, that is definitely the trick is, um, is having that be okay. And having it right. be a healthy expression of yourself. So like right. if you're, you know, say like I'm thinking about eating is the easiest example to, you know, unhealthy, healthy kind of. So like if you go to McDonald's every day and order like three Big Macs or something and that's your moment, that's not a healthy moment. <laughs> so, right. Um, cause it's somehow negatively impacting your life. Um, it'll be pretty, if you're, yeah, it'll be pretty evident pretty quick. I think if you're, <laughs> if you're crushing 20 Big Macs a week. <laughs> Didn't someone, uh, there's a documentary at supersize me that the guy yeah. did that. So watch that yeah. before you do the Big oh, Mac man. activity. <laughs> yeah. And, whew. But, um, yeah, it's, I guess we're getting down to like kind of motivations. The thing that's tough for me in, and dealing with 
depression specifically is like I I can't I can't always see that. Like mm-hmm. when I'm in yep. the moment, when I'm when I'm in it and when I'm in that headspace, I'm not going to recognize the motivation behind why I'm doing the thing that I'm doing. I don't, you know, I'll I'll be standing in the game store looking at a wall of, you know, Age of Sigmar models or whatever <laughs> and being like, "Oh, that's cool." Like, oh, I got that on a credit card. You know, and I'm and then like when I'm in a good space, I'm not I'm just looking at the models. I'm just like, "Oh, those are cool. Those are cool." And then when I'm in like an okay space, I'll be like, mm, you know, I could just throw it on the credit card and kind of, you know, leave it in the car, take it home later, fucking whatever. And then I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> just go home. Like, just turn around and walk away. Like, you don't need any of this shit. You know, it'll be here next week if you really, really, you know, are dying to, <laughs> to do something. But you have like, you know, I could paint for the next six months straight and not run out of stuff to do. Yeah. At least. So, you know, it's. But that's when I'm in a good mindset. If I'm not in a good mindset, I won't see that. And and that's that's part of just that ongoing education is is recognizing those behaviors or recognizing those thoughts and kind of saying, okay, like one of the things that that I learned in therapy was like just because you have the thought it doesn't mean that it's real and it doesn't mean that it has to be like acted on mm-hmm. and it, and it's just a thought and yes, it came from inside your head and yes, it's your thought, but that doesn't mean that it's true and valid and, and useful. Yeah. Right? Like it's just a thought and my brain throws out random bullshit all the time <laughs> And if I'm in a good space, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like, no, no, hey, 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 like, buddy. You, hey, come on, man. like, what are we doing here? Let's just, let's just make the peanut butter sandwich. Okay. Like, let's, you don't have you, to get into, you don't need you know, to buy a Titan. <laughs> just make your sandwich. Yeah. Or just like, you know, I don't need to, you know, I don't need a new set of knives because, you know, this one feels weird today. Like, it's just, in, yeah. you know, it's just these, my brain just throws out this, this stuff and, and I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to let that be valid, mm-hmm. right? It can just be like a weird thought and I can just kind of go away and I go on with my day. But the worse shape I'm in, the more those thoughts take root. And right. I'm like, and you act on I start is the viral. And yeah. Yeah. And then it just, it's just bad, but yeah. it, um, you know, it's, it's something that, even like the last month or so I've really been, and this has been something that's been really hard for me is I've been struggling with my vision. Mm-hmm. Like the last month or so it, it has not been, I, I thought my whole life I had great vision, like perfect vision, 2020 vision. That's what my parents told me. And, and I just went with it. Right. I didn't know any different. Never got an eye test, like just perfect vision. Um, and like the last like month, it's really been bothering me. And I've noticed I've been making more mistakes when I'm painting and um, it's been harder to paint than it should feel like. Um, and that's really concerning for somebody whose job is to paint really tiny models, <laughs> is to start questioning your eyesight. Yeah. And it was still just like, 
you know, just a concern and this and that. And my wife uh, wears glasses. My daughter wears glasses. And both my parents wear glasses. My brother wears glasses. So, like, <laughs> it should have been a clue right. in there somewhere. <laughs> and but still, like, just and that made me really insecure about filming tutorials because I want to at least look like I know what I'm doing when I'm filming yeah. and not make a ton of mistakes. I mean, I, I leave mistakes in my tutorials because I think they help. learning how to fix those is valuable. Definitely. Um, but to a point, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be like making mistakes left and right and be like, geez, look at this guy, you know? Um, and then, but then those thoughts start, am I losing it? Am I losing my touch? Gonna, am I, am I gonna is, you know, and then because I'm, you know, have mental health issues. I, I take that string all the way out to like, I'm going to be blind in three years. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then I'm yeah. like, not gonna even, I'm not even going to have this hobby anymore. Cause I'm not going to be able to see it. I won't even be able to kind of walk my daughter down the aisle because I'm, I'm going to be fucking blind. Oh, and, wow. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, my brain just goes. Zoom, yeah. You know? I, do, I do the same and, thing with, uh, I get really uh, obsessed. So, and I mean, obsessed in the way, the unhealthy way <laughs> yeah um my thoughts will end up cir- in like circular thinking um yeah. i don't necessarily draw the most extreme conclusions but i can't let things go um yeah. uh usually n- this doesn't apply like i <laughs> and it's funny because a lot of people like who you know mimi or talk to me be like well it doesn't seem like you're anxious like the way you speak and all that and and, and I'm like, well, you don't want to know what the fuck's going on in my head. So, you know, right. Um, right. So, but, um, yeah, that those, so it's funny. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll get into a space where it's like, I'm going to die alone managing an Applebee's in the desert somewhere. Like <laughs> oh it just, it just goes like so crazy off into the, off into the, the, the just, it's just bizarre, but it, <laughs> So yeah. like I've been having this, I've been having this problem. It's been really kind of just all consuming mm-hmm. and has really affected my ability to, to feel good about painting. I've, I've still been painting, but, um, you know, I wasn't filming and, and, you know, then my wife went in for like a yearly checkup for, our daughter and and for her just to kind of check their prescriptions mm-hmm. and like made me a, an appointment with the optometrist while she was there and had to spend like multiple days convincing me to get an appointment with the optometrist. Like we should be like, well, why don't you just call the optometrist and make an appointment? I'm like, no, I have perfect vision. Like this will clear up. It's just stress or whatever. And like just it, this whole thing where like, a simple thing is just like, oh, my eyes are bothering me. I should go check out the optometrist. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I should go get that looked at. Seems and, so simple. <laughs> um, yeah. And so she like made me an appointment and I struggled for like another couple of weeks. And then I was like another week or so. And then I called him and was like, hey, you know, I talked to a couple of friends of mine and they're like, dude, just go get your eyes checked, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so I got in for the appointment and I have like astigmatism. And it's not like mild, <laughs> like yeah. slight was not used in, in any <laughs> sense. And, yeah. you know, he was flipping through like the lenses 
and like very loud. I was like, oh, holy shit. Like when it all came into focus. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Like, that, whoa. Okay. So that's actually clear vision. Right. And so I was talking to him and I was like, so like on a scale of one to 10, like how fucked up is my vision? How bad is it, and Doc? He was like, <laughs> yeah. He was like, well, at least you could still drive. <laughs> I was like, okay. So like, baseline vision not great and um i was like was this like something new and he was like no he's like you've had astigmatism it maybe got worse over the last few months like it maybe got 25 percent worse or something he said but you've this is like the shape of your eye it's not something that has just come up recently yeah and i have it too and colin by the way (laughs) A lot of people, a lot of people do. Um, (laughs) And there are these amazing things called glasses. Yeah. Or contacts. If you don't want to wear glasses, I wear contacts usually, but (laughs) yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to mess with contacts. Well, we'll see. I don't know. But, um, but like, so I, and I was like, well, you know, he's he's like, well, good news is you only have to wear glasses when you want to see clearly. (laughs) Well, isn't that like all the time? Yes. Yes, that's all the time. It's like, dude, this guy got jokes, man. Uh, <laughs> and so we came home and I like had my prescription and ordered my glasses and they'll be here hopefully next week or the week after. And I'm like legitimately excited about getting glasses and, and having like fucking clear vision. But yeah. the flip side of that is now I'm like super annoyed that I can't see. I saw clearly last week for like 15 minutes and it was glorious. <laughs> and then I had to go home and now I'm like grinding the hate wheel while I'm painting because I can't, I cannot see clearly. Could you, you, do you and, own a, uh, you know, those like uh, magnifying glasses for miniature painting? No. No. no, I never need them. I had perfect vision. <laughs> I had perfect. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a temporary fix, at least while you're painting. I didn't. Um, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of airbrushing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't need to see so really clearly for that. But, um, but now it's like the flip side of that. Now that I've done, so I like had a problem and I took like the correct course of action. And now I'm like excited about not only just going through my life seeing clearly, but like, well, what am I going to be able to do with my painting now that I can actually focus on what I'm painting on? Like if I've been painting to the level that I've been painting to, which I'm really happy with, with this vision problem, like if I take the vision problem away, like what are the possible, it's like kind of opened up. um, Like I want to, now I want to tackle freehand and like Mm -hmm. see if I can do that and have that be a skill that i developed that i've never spent time developing just i like using transfers but you know it's like now i i'm having like a healthy reaction to it where i'm like right. Ooh, okay like this is this is great like this is going to be great i want my freaking glasses to get here but i realize they have to like make them so <laughs> it's going to take a minute but um you know and it's just it seems so simple or i think probably a lot of people to just, Oh, you're having a problem with your eyes. Go to the optometrist, get your glasses. Mm-hmm. Right. But for me, it was like this whole thing that I had to go through and I had to be like uncomfortable enough to even like ask for help. And it's just like become this metaphor for like my whole, you know, 
like just education in in trying to you know just get through freaking life yeah and <laughs> as somebody who who has has struggled with just like basic shit just yeah. basic motivation and basic like feeling and for me personally it all comes back to <clears throat> like feelings of self-worth and and that kind of baseline um you know being worth the, the self-care and being worth tackling these issues and getting them resolved yeah. so that i can have a better quality of life right and, and for like, a long time you know, i just didn't feel like i was sorry. worth it i didn't right, feel like i was right. worth being being sober because i was a shitty person yeah. you know so you don't i didn't deserve to be happy i didn't deserve a family i didn't deserve all these things that that people get in their life you know mm-hmm. that's yeah. just sucks <laughs> yeah definitely and that kind of is the overarching you know the i guess you know we talk a lot about like struggling and like going through this and you know you know whatever and um one of the most important things i think to have in mind and you know i study philosophy for like way too long so this will be like a philosophical thing <laughs> or a point but you know, what is your form of being happy in life and how do you get there? And that's why, you know, you choose to, um, sort make these choice. That's why one should choose to make, you know, healthy choices. Cause ultimately like, don't we all just, you know, want a pretty simple life with that's, you know, happy, um, people we love around us, things we love around us and, um, that I think that's the like, in my mind at least, that's you know that's my goal, you know. Um, right. So trying to take steps to get to, and and I don't mean, you know, I don't mean happiness in like the sense of like I wake up every day just like you know jump out of bed, woo, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> life life's just not like that. Um, that's so. <laughs> Maybe one day, but I just, I can't even like conceive of that. I don't, so. think I, I don't like getting out of bed. I like sleeping in general. So <laughs> right. um, even when I'm in a good place, getting out of bed sucks. So, <laughs> yeah. but, um, you know, so, you know, what is that form of habit? You know, these are obviously things I think everyone, not just if you're depressed, should ask yourself, but like, what is happiness to you? And then in a theoretical sense, and then kind of like bringing that back down to the more practical, well, what does that look like in my life? And how do I take healthy steps to get there? Um, and that's obviously a personal, very personal question. And depression and anxiety throw a pretty big wrench in the how to get there. Um and even at the, you know, even when you're in, like, you know, most people when, well, I just use myself. So when I'm in a bad place, I don't think I'll ever be happy. So, you know, life is just unhappy. It's suffering. Like, and that's just, those are thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Those are thoughts that are not me. Like you said earlier, those are thoughts. They're not me. Um, I'm not, I don't have to live thinking so cynically. Um, right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's, you know, it's, it's hard because the thing that 
is causing these problems, your brain, yeah, is the thing that you have to use to like make decisions and try to get yourself out of these situations. It's the same thing. Yeah. You're using the same like fucked up car to get wherever you need to go. <laughs> and you just need to figure out like how the car works well enough to get you where you need to go. And like my car is probably never going to be a Ferrari, right? Like it's, it's probably never going to get that. But like, yeah. could I get like a, a nice car? Like maybe, mm. hopefully. Or maybe you even in your uh, metaphor, thinking about just like, changing one part of the engine you know <laughs> right. right right like one headlights out i should yeah. probably just replace that right <laughs> <laughs> and you know it and for you know for me it's just it's such a workup to just get to the point where i replace the damn headlight and yeah. it it's something that i think i'm, I'm getting better at um, like I did call the repair people and they'll like be here tomorrow to look at the dishwasher. Cause like, you know, having a five-year-old and a six-year-old and being in the house every day, all day, not having a working dishwasher is just not sustainable. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like that thing needs to get fixed, like now. I was almost just like, okay, I'm going to the store. I'm just going to buy a dishwasher. Um, <laughs> oh, it's funny you mentioned that um, because uh, sometimes for me too, um, like, uh, and my friends are kind of, my friends know this like about me. It's kind of notorious. Like if I like do like a cost analysis in my head, a dishwasher is not cost effective to just go buy a new one. But like if, if something breaks <laughs> and I, I do a cost analysis, I'll be like, well, I'll just buy a new one. Throw this one out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. When I'm looking at like hand washing all the dishes for my family, like every oof. day, because my, my wife works her ass off. She works like 50 hours, 60 hours a week mm. at like a, a real like adult job. Um, <laughs> she, see, and even then I'm like negative self talk. Right. Yeah. Cause right? your job, job, you know, it's an adult <laughs> like, job, honestly. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's, that that's a trap that I just un, just casually you know talk down about yeah. what I do, um, but you know so I I do a lot of the stuff around the house. So like for me, the cost benefit analysis of a non functioning dishwasher is like real high, yeah, <laughs> real 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 high. <laughs> um, but one of the many reasons I'm grateful for my wife is like, no, we're not going to buy a dishwasher. Here's the number. <laughs> she like called the the manufacturer helpline or whatever that nobody ever calls. Right. Yeah. And like, they gave her the number of like a local appliance repair person. I called them this morning. And they're like, sure. We'll be out there tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, like this is how I guess people get things done without <laughs> spending $600 on a dishwasher, <laughs> you know? So it, it's just, it's baffling because it seems on the surface, like just pretty straightforward. And then, but I still like, I still have to like figure it out. Yeah. You know, that's okay. It's, it's, you know, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> I'm a work right. in progress. Um, I think, um, struggle, you know, kind of struggling with this stuff. You always have to think about like progression, um, right. yeah, in a absolutely. positive way too. Um, absolutely. And like trying- am I, am I better than I was yes. a year ago or yesterday yeah. even, 
you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. uh, and, you know, where I see, I mean, I was, the, the further I go back, the more progress I see. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the difference between me five years ago and today is, is huge, you know. Absolutely. And that makes me excited about where I'll be five years from now, as long as I keep, you know, try to be vigilant and try to keep doing things that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the, you know, for the right reasons and, and, um, you know, and just recognizing that it is, it is a process. And I'm, I was like 28 years behind the eight ball with dealing with this stuff, yeah. you know? And, and, so I I knew that it was a problem when I was 13, 14, and but still just didn't have the tools to deal with it until I was 28. And even then, I didn't have the tools. Just because I stopped drinking and doing drugs doesn't mean I magically figured out how to function as an adult right. and as a person that deals with depression and anxiety. Like, I have to learn that now. Yeah. And, and so you know, giving myself a break is important too, but also like holding myself accountable. Yes. You know, I can't, I can't just be an asshole and be like, Oh, well I was depressed. You know, it's like, right. Yeah. No, I was just kind of being an asshole. And that's a good, um, <laughs> that's a really good point too. Um, like not using it as an excuse to be a bad person. Um, and, but at the same time, giving yourself a break. That's like a double edge sword that you have to kind of uh, toe the line on um, constantly, you know, and yeah. this stuff takes work. Like it is just, it's hard sometimes. Um, it's hard. And it just makes things harder than they, than they probably need to be. Yeah. Well, but you know. that, you know, at the same time, also another big part is like acceptance. Like this is how my brain works, you know? Um, right. I have to, um, figure out how to deal with these things given some, you know, a constant that's not going to change probably is, um, you know, your brain's not going to magically like be switched out. Maybe, um, you know, maybe if you get abducted by aliens or something, but you know, <laughs> I, um, you're being count on that though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was uh, making a joke the other day um, because around now in 40 K is when psychers started showing up like in the timeline, it would have been, you know, here and there in our era when they started popping up. <laughs> so I'm really trying to hone in on my skills, <laughs> so, <laughs> just sitting and staring at objects and trying to make them move, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a bad funny. joke. It's like uh, what I call a dad <laughs> joke, but <laughs> um, <Getting> there. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it, one thing too um, that we talked about briefly, but I definitely want to expound, like expand on, um, is one of the most positive, and we've been touching on this, just haven't really said it for what it is. One of the greatest things I think about 40k, and uh, or you know, uh, mini war gaming in a hobby shop, whether or not you're playing 40k, AOS, the Lord of the Rings game, or whatever it is, or other non GW games, um, right? 
is that the community that this hobby um, like manifests is outside of the online community this hobby and part of the reason why I was attracted to it to can I pull me from my depression is it really forms an in-person community with people who you probably would never meet playing this game that both sides you know come into loving different way in different ways but those different ways help you think of your own perception of the hobby differently and then reinforce that love you know and end up you know Community's huge in this game, in person, yeah. meeting people online to in a positive way, at least I, if you do it in a positive way. But um, yeah, and that's such a good I think that's part like one of the biggest reasons for me um, about why 40K has helped me with some of my struggles is um, because of the community building. Um, it really is essential to like the most positive aspects of the hobby. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and it would be, I mean, would I still have fun painting just on an Island, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I enjoy it as just a task as a, as an endeavor, I enjoy painting, but part of what I love about painting is talking to other people about painting and you know and and sharing that with other people that are passionate about painting and and um just like you said developing that community where you know it you know people message me you know like locally people will be like hey man check this out you know how would you do this or um you know hey i really like what you did there like how did you do that or or, you know, and just kind of having those conversations with people and and having that community to be like it makes it more of a shared endeavor than just, oh, I'm painting some models, right. you know, and and you get this, you know, language in this community where mm -hmm. where you have this shared everybody's kind of working on their own thing and doing different things and doing them in different ways. And it's just it's just a very rich kind of sandbox to be playing in. Um, and people are just like, like we talked about at the beginning, it's so time consuming and it's so like all encompassing. You, if you're like, if you're actively playing, you're actively painting, collecting, you're following, you know, Warhammer community or whatever mm -hmm. you, you are passionate about this thing. Right. You know, like, I don't have many friends in the hobby that are just like, yeah, it's cool. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't have many friends in the hobby that are just like, Oh yeah, you know, I'll play, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I paint every once in a while game, you know, never, you know, it, <laughs> it goes, it ebbs and flows for a lot of people. I realize that most people don't have the, t don't spend the time that I do engaging with the hobby. Mm -hmm. um, but it but they're still but they're still engaging with it they're yeah. still like talking about it they're still reading or they're or they're doing and they and they're jumping in on a conversation about you know the birth of slanesh or whatever you know or this <laughs> piece of lore that they think is just rad that you've never heard of and you know it's just like um 
it's just it's just a really I don't know, it's just a really cool community to be a part of and and it's a very like friendly community yeah. on the whole. Definitely. It's just a it's just a friendly group of people for the most part. I mean, yeah. people are people, right? right? <laughs> but uh, one of the things that uh, I think is easy to fall into is like you know tournament players versus like casual players and yeah. and all that that kind of narrative or you know you either care about painting or you care about the game or you know the kind of natural human instinct to like segregate people into different groups and stuff right, right? And, and when i, I move to Boise, sometimes you know too oh for sure we yeah. all do it's yeah. <laughs> people do it i mean look at you know the political situation in this country i mean it's 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 something that's just human nature to do yeah you know, I'm this tribe, you're that tribe, right? I mean, it's been forever. So one of the things that um, I was always a narrative, you know, painting narrative guy. And then I moved to Boise and the people that I met and enjoyed hanging out with played tournament play. And, and it wasn't until I started playing that because those, those are the people that I wanted to hang out with. And I enjoyed playing that because I enjoyed you know, it was a new challenge and stuff. And, but it was because of the people that I got to hang out with doing that. And then once I started going to events and like playing, you know, it's just, it's the same people. It's the same people that are passionate about like people that are going to tournaments and stuff on the whole are passionate about the hobby They're They may not be passionate about the same things or, or, you know, but you're going to have some shared, baseline of we're all we're all here because we like this you know (laughs) i like this enough to drive seven hours to washington and spend a week in an issue hotel to play six games you know (laughs) so it it and you know you just walk up to the table and i mean i was nervous as hell the first event that i went to and and was like oh you know i'm gonna get crushed and i'm gonna you know all these people are gonna be super serious and they're all gonna be you know these power gaming like rah, you know and the <laughs> yeah. beauty, you know and it and it, you just yeah. do the same you know hey you know colin and this is my army and and um you know it it uh you know what are you playing and and you know if you just ask it's the same thing i think in in most areas of your life if you just you know you meet somebody if you ask them about their army or whatever they're just as you know nerdy and and hopped up about this thing as you are and you get to chatting and you know it's it's kind of breaking down those barriers where you know the beauty of a swiss system is you know you'll end up by the end of the second day playing the people that are right at your level yeah so you know Um, I don't have to worry about the top table people. I'm never there. So it, it, um, it's, and most of those guys are, are perfectly normal, happy people too. You know, they're stupid good at the game. (laughs) But it's, it's one of my best friends, um, is, is one of those people. Yeah. He was fourth fourth at lvo like two years ago and that's tough um and he's like won major tournaments and stuff and and it's just he's just at it's just a different level but he spends his time learning the rules memorizing the rules studying codexes studying everybody else's codex right not just his own um 
And so, which is great when we play, because he just tells me all the stuff that I'm doing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by um, the way, you can do this? <laughs> yeah, he was like, why didn't you use that strat? And I'm like, what strat? Like, the, this one. The, <laughs> I was, oh, that would have been super helpful. Yeah, would have been great. Um, but, you know, in, you know, a couple of years, a few years ago, you know, I would have, like, been like, oh, well, you know, he's, he's you know, a tournament guy, whatever. Blah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of that um, allowing that space to just be like, hey, and just kind of overcoming that initial anxiety to be like, hey, you know, I, I remember at, this was a Boise Cup. I would go up to the table and be like, I'm not here to win this tournament. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not great at this game, <laughs> but I'm enjoying the tournament. Like, I just want to have fun and I'll probably forget some rules and you know, feel, you know, and it just kind of like by being upfront about my insecurity about even just being there, let alone like playing in that tournament system, you know, it, 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 it kind of took a lot of that tension, that unknown away, because for me, like the anxiety was like, I've never met this person. I don't know how they play. I don't know how serious they are. Are they going to be like super mm -hmm. hardcore about this? And, you know, I think that's pretty common. Yeah, for people definitely. like just going into like a pickup game or a tournament game or something. And so I just, just came right out and said it. It was just like, Hey, I, <laughs> I'm just here to have fun, man. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not here to win. And, and you know, the tournament, I was obviously, I try to win my games. I'm not, right. I'm not going in there, you know, just trying to softball, you know, some, <laughs> some list that is terrible, you know, yeah. it's, but, um, I just, I think like we talked about at the beginning where, you know, it, it just gets better by like talking about things mm -hmm. and just like acknowledging that anxiety and, and talking about that and just kind of being upfront about that. It immediately just went away and we were just two people playing 40 K, right. You know, which is fun, Man. you know, and then they, because they're, I'm sure had their own anxieties, their, their own thoughts about, you know, what kind of game it was going to be or, or, you know, so yeah. it, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. No, definitely. And it's like also, um, you know, even if you said that to someone who was like hyper competitive and good, just by breaking that ice, no matter what you're both going to be, you know, you're both yeah. going to have more fun, I think. <laughs> so, Hey, I may forget yeah, rules sometimes, and, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, when I've played, um, when I've played players like that, um, you know, it's always, it's always a, a kind of a foregone conclusion. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I'm on a, I'm actually on an ITC team and um, like Brandon Grant's on that team and, and my friend Michael and a few other players that are really good. And the last Boise Cup um, last year, I scored really high uh, round one and flew way too close to the sun. And, <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> so, and, and so I got like paired with Brandon Grant round two. And um, I was like, hey, and he was a teammate. So like we like talked and stuff you know, online and, and like we knew of each other and he knew kind of where I was at, but like you could tell, like, it was like, 
not a he he was like more casual. Yeah. Right. He yeah. didn't he knew he didn't he didn't have to go into like, you know, oh, I'm one of the best players in the room. I have to really be on point because everybody's gonna, you know, get up to play me kind of thing. Um you know, like if you're playing, you know, if somebody's playing the Kansas City Chiefs this season, the Chiefs know they're coming for him, right? So <laughs> yeah. kind of the same kind of the same thing. Well, if the other team's just like, hey, we're not as good as you. <laughs> you know, let's just have some fun. <laughs> just don't show you know, up. Then it's like, <laughs> yeah, or just like, hey, Brandon, I know I'm not – I'm going to try. I'm going to try, but, like, we both know how this is going to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, so let's just have some fun with it. Um, so it it – I just try to be, I try to like almost overcorrect to being open about that. Yeah. So it, it helps me a lot by just, you know, it's, you know, maybe not like, I don't, I don't know what the social norm thing to do is. It's probably just to like play my game and be, you know, <laughs> what people expect. I mean, I'm a big guy. I'm like six three two forty. Like I'm a big guy and, you know, beard tattoos and, you know, I walk up and I'm just like, Hey, hey. I have no idea what I'm doing. You know? <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, it's, I don't know. I try to like overcorrect, I think. Yeah. Just to try and find like what I think the social norm, like median might be. Um, and I don't know, it's worked really well for me just historically been like, you know, just, just being really upfront and being, clear about you know my anxieties or my expectations and right. and and it's really just helped diffuse um any potential like i've i've never had a like i've very 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 rarely have like a not fun game yeah um sometimes you just don't get along with somebody you right. know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they're human beings that, that so. just happens you know like that happens at the hardware store like it just <laughs> yeah you know sometimes it just happens but on the whole, um, I don't know. I don't know if things would have gotten differently if I didn't say anything. But maybe they would have. Maybe it would have been, you know, less fun or more tense. Or I mean, you know, I know. But, for example, like no one likes to get smoked, like just blown off the right. table. So, um, but at the same time, like you shouldn't expect. Like if someone ends up doing that, it's you know typically, I guess, not their fault. But at the same time, it's like. I don't. I don't know. It's a balance in gaming that's a little bit hard. To... There's a bigger conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like the question of intent, and like you know, I mean, there are guys that go out and club baby seals. That's just what they do, yep, yep. right? And that's shitty. Yeah. You know, like I had a, I had a situation where I was playing a, a different non-GW game and was trying to, you know exploring that as maybe another game to play. I never have time for another game. It's always just 40 K, but um, I like thinking about it. So, and like first time I played super cool guy, like just kind of showing me the ropes and like doing stupid shit so that I could what do game? stuff, you know, like not uh star Wars Legion. Oh, cool. Yeah. So cool game. Yeah, not yeah, definitely my, not my cup of tea, but it's a cool game. Um, and like the second and third games I played were against somebody that just can't turn it off, yeah. you know, and just absolutely pounded me into the dirt. <laughs> and because I didn't know what I was doing, I right, played the yeah. game once, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I never played it again. So, you know, it just totally turned me off to, 
to the game and and i had you know other friends that played that i'm sure would have been fun to play but it was just like you know it and but that's just but i don't i mean he's a friend of mine i don't dislike him because that happened but i just know that that's that's his approach to the game yeah you know but if we so it it there there's just those times when there's a you know that's just part of who he is and i have to be okay with that and i know that for the future like we'll play 40k because i can you know i know that i'm going to get up for that game and i know what kind of game i'm going to get right um yeah, yeah you know if he wants to play a new game <laughs> maybe uh you know maybe i'll play somebody else until i learn how to play better and then i'll play it, you know yeah. but in a in a situation where you don't know each other uh that can be that can be tough well, so but again your kind of point um about being open and honest so i have a really great example i have a game lineup for friday and uh the guy was messaging me and so um about like you know times blah 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 you know when we're available and all that stuff and i um i was like uh so um you know what is you know your point comfortability level and like you know how long have we been playing because you typically this is a game where the longer you play the more games you play the better you get just like with painting um so theoretically i know some guys yeah. that <laughs> in, in practice <laughs> it might not work out but um so you know i just asked him that question and he said i haven't played since like fourth edition i'm just getting back into it and i said okay cool i'll just make like you know a more fun list you know something that's not like super fucking threatening um or one of the lists i've been building that's like at that point that you gave the list where you're like everything works uh, so, right. um, even if you lose games with a list like that, like, you know, it still worked. Um, but anyways, right. um, just having the conversation with someone, um, it's harder, I think to have that conversation if like, well, back when COVID didn't happen, you know, you could just go to a hobby shop on like the day people play and get a pickup right. game. Um, and it's harder to have that cause you probably only brought, you know, the list you built just to play in general and then, you know, right. um, whatever, but, um, sort of setting those expectations, um, to have fun, you know, cause this is a game, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, it's supposed to be, it's, it's like the, it's like a really, really complicated thing to do for fun. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, um yeah it is it is supposed to be fun and 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 i think that's important to keep um in mind and it's something that you know i remind myself um because i'm still especially like just learning my army yeah not i mean i've been playing for a long time but um learning a new army is hard and and it, um, I have to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to know how this works. Like I'm figuring out how this works yeah. and I'm not gonna, cause I'll be like, oh man, I should have done that. Or I, you know, God, I should have used this stratagem or whatever. And but I'm like beating myself up over mistakes that I've made. And I'm like, a Wait, healthy way to do that. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I'll remember that next time. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the way that I learn is like doing something stupid and being like, okay, well, don't do that again. Yeah. You know, don't, don't charge your outriders turn one. If the entire rest of your army is not in a place to support them. Don't leave, uh, 
don't deploy your character in front of a unit, which I did right, recently. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. I disembarked. What did I do? I disembarked like, or somebody destroyed, like my friend destroyed a transport and I disembarked the unit just in front of the transport just from eighth edition. Yeah. And was like, okay, here we go. And, uh, and then I was like looking at it and going like, eh, I think those characters are like more than three inches away from that squad. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. And it's just my buddy and I in my garage. And he was like, just move the to where they need to be you know <laughs> yeah and, uh, okay and, and mo- most um, people are forgiving about those kinds of mistakes too so. especially i mean new edition especially yeah. but um you know it's but it was just funny it was just like <laughs> okay but then i remember you know but then that's how i learned yeah right yeah. so um part of you know part of something that i think you know we've talked about and something that i try to talk to people about um, specifically with painting, but it also applies to gaming. And really, for me, it applies to most everything in my life. Like, I expect to be good at something when I try it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't like feeling like I'm not good at something. I don't like feeling like I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and that's, like, totally normal and human yeah. to try something for the first time or the third time, if it's, you know, something super complicated and to not feel like you have a grasp on it. Like that's totally normal. Nobody sits down in a statistics class and says, Oh, I should know this, you know? (laughs) And then you throw statistics on top of physical models on top of, you know, like everything, all all these rules and everything. And then like, you know, I'm like beating myself up because I, you know, shot the wrong squad or something, you know? So it's, it's, um, you know, that's when I have to kind of take a look and be like, okay, like maybe just take a step back (laughs) and, uh, you know, give yourself a break. So, and I don't know, it it manifests in like, um, unless you're like top, you know, 1% of the people who game in this hobby, you all, I think you always make mistakes, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, for sure. And yeah. they, they make mistakes too. Yeah. You know, well, they seem really in, in complicated me, but... game. Yeah. <laughs> Very it's true. a really complicated game. Yeah. And, um, that has a, you know, we can go on and on about right. that, but, um, but it's, I think, you know, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, it's just for me, just, again just kind of going through and like reminding myself like hey go have fun <laughs> yes and for people you know in with kind of uh mental you know uh issues or disorders um don't take this we're playing with plastic figurines and so like a, just a word and this is me saying this having not you know not listening to my own advice sometimes but right. don't take this game so personally it's you're playing with figure. It's supposed to be fun. That's why you play it. That's probably why you got into it, you know? So, right. Um, it, you know, don't take it. So pro- even if you get blown out and you show up and someone just waste you, um, don't, you know, start those, that line of thinking with, well, try to not start that line of thinking with self self doubt. So for me, when, you know, I feel like I've made a lot of mistakes in the game and I feel like I'm starting to take it personally, I will, you know, completely put 40K off my mind and, like, um, 
So, or listen to like heavy metal on my ride home or something. <laughs> so, um, get it out of your system. Right. So, um, you know, it's a game. Like, at the end of the day, you know, it's something fu- yeah. should, fun, enjoyable. Uh, it's great, but like, don't take it per- personally negatively. And, you know, if you do get blown away in a game, um, which happens sometimes, I think, to everyone at a certain point, you just get smoked. Um, learn in a good way. Like, oh, okay. Um, so for me, for me, my most, this was about a month ago. I just got blown away by Craft Worlds. Um, and I went home and thought about, like, at first I started these, like, negative thoughts. And I was like, oh, your, your list sucks. Like, you, like this, this sucks. Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, all this stuff. And yeah. then I sat there and I thought to myself, your list is fine. It, <laughs> it's good. And you know what you have to take away from this in a positive way. You didn't, what did you not do? I didn't play very defensively. Maybe I should start thinking of playing both sides of the coin, you know, um, not so aggressively, maybe a little bit more nuanced and um, occasionally, you know, uh, and just reminding myself that like situational things in the game have a like pretty profound impact on specific games. So like deployment, for example. So, um, yeah, just the whole point there is like, don't overthink it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And, you know, for me, it, it, it also starts before, before even go, the store i'm like okay well what you know do i have any goals or yeah, yeah my yeah. game or am i just going to hang out and play a game some days i'm just going to hang out and play a game some days i'm going and working on a list some days you know i want to um you know really kind of fine-tune my tournament list when we were having tournaments and had events to go to that was you know but now it's like, okay, I am learning my army. Like, this is a learning game for me. Like, I will make mistakes and I will forget things. And I'm, you know, trying to read through all my stratagems five minutes before we deploy our armies. And like, <laughs> you know, it's just not, it's, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. And I'm going to make the most of it. And, and, and you know, to that you point know. too, Colin, when your expectations even beforehand don't align with how the game played out, don't beat yourself yeah. up about them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there, and it sucks. Yeah, it sucks to get blown out. I yeah. mean, there's no two ways about it, you know. But, um, you know, I mean, I've played against people that, you know, threw their dice. I mean, it's, you know, there's balance in all things. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, overarching kind of message is just you know especially with 40k yeah um just if you're not if you're not enjoying if you're not enjoying it and it's not like me like your job you know just take a break like just don't do it then like it's a hobby you can you know put a unit to the side and paint something else. So you can, uh, you know, try age of Sigmar, play any game of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fire up the PC, play some, you know, play some total war Warhammer or something or play 
Call of Duty. Do something yeah. else. You know, go. Or for me. Or for a walk. Like, uh, yeah, for a walk, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of the G, GW games, <laughs> even when I'm not playing 4K. So <laughs> it never yeah, it's leaves. Funny, like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. And it's funny because, like, I have Total War Warhammer 2, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I never, I never play it. I never play it. And this is, like, something that I constantly kind of – I don't struggle with it because I like what I do, but you know, I often ask myself, like, uh, what would what would what would it be like to have like evenings free? Because <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like I work after my kids go to bed and yeah. then I go to bed, right? And like if I just like if I'm sitting in one spot, if I have the time to like sit in one spot at my desk, I'm paid. Right. So you know, I it's just what I do. It's just my routine now. And it's, and I, and I really, really enjoy it. So, um, and it's also my job. So, you know, it's when we talk about that, like all consuming thing, I, I kind of have to check that sometimes and just be like, you know, I'm just going to hang out with my wife and watch TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just, and that's fine. Like, I don't need to finish that squad tonight. I can finish it tomorrow. Like, that's fine. But the that voice is always like you should be painting, you should be painting, you should be painting. Yeah, and that's not reasonable all right. the time, yep. right? If I'm just sitting at my desk like fooling around on my phone, yes, I should be painting, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, if I have work to do and I'm sitting at my desk, I should be. Um, but if I'm you know not feeling it and and my wife wants to hang out i should hang out with my wife right (laughs) you do have a family so there you go yeah (laughs) so you know and and but then you know not tell myself like oh you know not be sitting there thinking about you know what i should be doing or whatever and just being more i think just being more present yeah for person is something i really need to work on but it's an ongoing like we said it's an ongoing yeah definitely um learning experience right exactly and um you know i think uh we've kind of you know had a really great discussion about all this um uh another progression ongoing discussion but uh you know for sake of we're at like two hours now so we should (laughs) great (laughs) but i i you know our podcast recently uh we've been doing a lot of really long episodes and um I some short ones, but I uh, some of our listeners have like reached out and been like, I've I've been listening to your uh, like episodes in like parts, so you know, oh yeah, um, which is fine, uh, but um, I think it's good to have a lot of like content. So, um, but you know, for the sake of brevity, I think you know, is there you know any like kind of last well not last thoughts, but any last thoughts for this episode on on the, some of the things we've been talking about. No, just, I mean, you know, if you're just in general, if you're concerned about your mental health, reach out to a professional. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of resources available. There are online resources available if you don't want to leave your house or if you don't want to, you know, go find some, you know, just, just reach out to somebody and ask for help. Um, and there are a lot of people out there who their whole purpose in life is to try to help other people feel better yep. and get better. 
And that's what they do every day is try to try to help other people get better. And there's nothing you've done that they haven't seen. There's nothing you've been through that they haven't uh, dealt with in general. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, it, it can really change your life. Yeah. And, but it's not a, a panacea. It's not a cure all. Right. Yeah. It's going to take some work and it's an ongoing process. And but, it's hard to make you know, that first step, too. You know, so it's incredibly hard. Yeah. It's incredibly hard. And I, you know, I mean, I'm when I get kind of reflective, like there, I very easily could have been dead any number of times yeah. in the 14 years that I spent drinking and, and just putting myself in bad situations or, or, just doing stupid stuff, jumping off of bridges in the water and stuff, you know I mean? Yep. Just like yep. stupid, <laughs> stupid stuff. And, or just drinking until, you know, I blacked out and passed out. And, you know, if I passed out on my back, I'd be dead, you know, yep. like just little stuff like that. And, and the fact that I'm here is just incredible. And, and the fact that I'm mostly a functioning adult is, <laughs> is pretty incredible, but it's yep. not, I, I didn't get here you know, I didn't just put the bottle down one day and then just get here the next day. I mean, it's, it's required me asking a lot of people for help yep. along the way. And, and when you reach out there, somebody is there, you know, somebody will be there and, and it can really save your life. Yeah. It can change your life. It absolutely um, does. Um, it, and you may, it, it, that first step is, huge um so you you know i guess like words of encouragement you are a good person <laughs> take it and things will get better and you you deserve to feel okay yes like you know like <laughs> one of the things that um you know when i really kind of stop and think about it like i'm okay being me sitting in a room by myself and that's remarkable right from where i was 10 years ago that is absolutely remarkable that i'm cool with that you know like most of the time i'm pretty cool with being me uh as a baseline which is a totally foreign which for the first 28 years of my life just wasn't a thing um and I'll, you know but then a lot of other times i, I don't like being you know <laughs> and i don't like how I behave or what I say or how I say, you know, and, and so it's, but that's just part of being human and, and trying to improve as a person. Um, but baseline, I am much better off today than I was 10, 15, 20 years ago. And, um, and it's possible, you know, it's possible. Um, the person I'm now is just unrecognizable for the person that I was 10 years ago. And, and I'm just super grateful. I'm just really, really, really grateful. Um, I'm really grateful that I found this hobby yeah. and that it has such a place in my life. And I've met all the, you know, <clears throat> the people that I've met in the hobby are, are my closest friends and, and friends that I'll have for the rest of my life. And, and you know, it, it, this just happens to be where I found those people, you know, mm -hmm. if I have done something you know if i had done you know weightlifting or something i'm sure i would have found you know some guys weightlifting that i was super good friends with but you know it it's it's a great community um and it's one that i think 
deserves to kind of be there for each other. And you see it like when, you know, when there's, you know, fires or earthquakes or, 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 you know, even during, you know, coronavirus and, and people reaching out and, and, um, you know, people do tournaments for charity and they do, you know, bit swaps or, Mm -hmm. you know, you see it, you know, just these little acts of kindness, like every day in this community, even just talking to somebody about, painting or, or commenting sometimes can make a huge difference to somebody and, and saying, Hey man, that looks really cool. You know, I mean, some people that, you know, for a lot of people that that's, that's cool to see, you know, so even just taking that amount of time can, can help somebody. So it's just, I don't know, it's just a great community and, and um, I'm just grateful to be a part of it and, Absolutely. and grateful that we're talking about, you know, some, some hard topics, but, one of the things that I've learned over the years is that, you know, it's not, it's not, um, it's not that uncommon. It's not that, uh, you know, I don't have like a scarlet letter on my chest, right? right? Because I, I deal with depression and I, and I am an alcoholic and, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just part of who I am and it's part of my life experience. And, and there are a lot of people out there that have this similar experience and are also in that, like one of the guys, this guy that I met and, and got along with and chatted with, you know, and we're Facebook friends and, and, you know, a few months ago he posts up, Hey, like five years sober today. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like I didn't, I didn't know. So, you know, that just kind of, and then we got to talking about, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it's just, you never know. I don't know. You never know what other people are going through. So just be kind, I guess, right. yeah. <laughs> but also be kind to yourself, like Definitely. be kind to yourself and just give, give yourself a break. And if you're not sure of what to do, ask somebody because there are a lot of resources out there that will help. Basically. Absolutely. And I, uh, ditto all that, obviously. And, um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it was great talking to you, Colin, and thank you so much again for coming on the show. It's always great to have you. So of course, of course, anytime. Um, and then the typical things, I guess you say at the end of episode, uh, follow us, Fox shot battle line, five, one, nine, eight, um, on Instagram and website should be coming soon. And, uh, with that, you know, uh, have a great, uh, well, this is released on Sunday, so have a great Sunday and, um, (laughs) (laughs) we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon.